Buff Nation. Let's go, baby. It feels like we've been at, like gone forever. I know. It feels so good to be back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is up, chat? DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Yeah, man. It's just good to be back. It is good to be back. Also, before I forget, I need to give a shout-out. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know exactly who I'm giving a shout-out to. Okay. But <clears throat> remember when... DJ Khaled posted the uh, Instagram of him wearing the Shador shirt, doing the Shador. Yes. I tweeted out. I was like, I want this on a poster. Mm -hmm. Someone sent me the poster. Huge. Let's go. It's so sick. Yeah, it looks Um, amazing. So I don't know who it came from. I guess if I have to give a shout out to someone, it's to uh, Custom Print Center. Thank you. Reno, Nevada. Custom Print Center, the go. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But seriously, whoever (laughs) sent that, that's really really dope so thank you uh yeah that's gonna be right behind us in studio a just right over the middle of everything you think i'm wondering if like can we put it in a frame and make it just like movable so we can put it up and then when we're not on <laughs> take it because it is like pretty intrusive it really is it would take over the whole set which i would be a fan of but people are going to complain about it if uh if it does it would honestly be perfect for like right there yeah it is massive someone said new buffs gear i don't i just think you haven't seen that that's been here a while. Yeah. But remember the, one of the first times we were in here, they were like, there's no buffs gear in there. That's true. So now we got it. You don't think so? No. Not no? at all. Okay. Not even 1%. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, we're talking about Antoine Hill Jr. The buffs got their quarterback of the future. Probably the, other than Cormani McLean, probably the biggest commitment that has happened since Coach Prime has got here. Uh, he's a 2025 quarterback. I mean, that I feel like means a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's already spoken about, you know, learning under Shador. So Shador is probably for sure coming back. I mean, doesn't really, we knew that pretty much. But yeah. what was your reaction when the commitment came down? Uh, huge. Absolutely huge. And and I mean that in more ways than one because mm-hmm. he is absolutely huge. Yep. Um, getting these blue chip quarterbacks is probably the single most important part of college football recruiting. Um, now if you're Alabama or you're Georgia, you can win based on how good you are in the trenches and you don't always need to have a star quarterback. But as we've seen in the last few years, that has died down and Alabama, you know, they have Tua. Yeah. That's enough. They had Jalen hurts. Mm -hmm. That wasn't enough. Yeah. Right. Did he ever win one? Uh, he did when Tua came in and that's what I mean. So Tua was, was what they needed to get over the hump. Um, and that's not a knock on Jalen Hurts, who's obviously of amazing. Course. But they had it with Tua, Mac Jones. Um, now it's become that sort of a battle. It used to be like they're winning with A.J. McCarron and like yep. lame guys like that. Yep. That has passed. Um, Stetson Bennett is kind of a little like different case, I guess, because he was just he just had it. And he was there for forever. And he was there for forever. The point being... You have to have a quarterback to win at the highest level in college football, yep. especially if you're not going to have a dominant, dominant running game. And when you have a player like Shador Sanders, you're almost always have a clock in the back of your head. That's like, how long is this going to last? And what you have to do is parlay having that talented of a player into the next guy. Mm-hmm. Who's done it better than Lincoln Riley? You win a Heisman. You bring in another guy, you win another Heisman, you bring in another guy, you win another Heisman. You only get so many opportunities to 
get it right. And with college football quarterback recruiting, you often only get one in a class. Um, so you really have to get it right. So the higher you can go on that scale, the more important it is. Coach Prime gets the number four quarterback in the country, according to some places, six according to others. Yep. Either way, top ten according to everyone mm -hmm. when it comes to quarterbacks in the country. Um, just a beast, huge arm, um, six foot five. And my favorite part of it all, Shador-like touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, I believe in his last 20 games, I said, he's like 63 touchdowns to five interceptions. That is outrageous. Um, yeah, man, it obviously just completely massive and really just shows the trajectory this program is on. Um, it's kind of, it was kind of a battle, I felt like, between him and Bryce Underwood. And, you know, Anton was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to wait for Bryce's commitment. I'm just going to step in here now and solidify myself as the quarterback for this recruiting class. Uh, you mentioned it, 6'5", around 220 pounds. You can go on his huddle and watch the film. There's the first throw on this highlight that he just posted last week. You don't even see the ball on the screen. He throws it that hard. Jeez. He just, I'll show you it real quick. It literally looks like the ball is just like not there. Like I thought he got sacked. I was like, why is this the first play of his highlight reel? All right, we're watching this. Sorry, this isn't a, a very good podcasting or YouTubing, <laughs> but I want to see it. Watch this. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Um, I had to remind myself of this last recruiting cycle. These dudes, he's what, 16 years old? 17 years old? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, you get so used to watching Josh Allen throw the football or whatever that yeah. all of a sudden, like, that's what arm talent looks like to mm -hmm. you. You got to remember, he's not even close to fully developed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so he's now got a whole other year in high school to keep getting stronger. Um, hopefully he's an early enrollee. Usually quarterbacks are the most likely to be early enrollees. Yep. Um, comes in, gets into a strength and conditioning program. I mean, I've seen Shador have his arm get stronger. Oh, but absolutely. What he has is the ideal NFL frame. Right. Um, this is what everyone wants. You know, you actually don't really want to go much higher than 6'5", but... Everyone is looking for their 6'5 quarterback with a rocket arm who's also athletic. Yep. And that's what he is. Now, he's not – I wouldn't call him a dual-threat quarterback, but would you call Shador a dual-threat quarterback? No, like, I mean, dual-threat in the true sense of the word is like your Lamar Jackson types. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Lamar's the best version of that. Exactly. But Or Jalen Hurts, though, even. Yeah. He's even kind of toned it back a bit yes. this year. Um, point being, there's a – requisite level of athleticism that you need at this uh you know in, in this part of football mm -hmm. and he absolutely exceeds that but he wants to win from the pocket yep uh this is just his stats through this year of course still in season thrown at 68 percent completion averaging 13.4 yards per throw 23 touchdowns three interceptions with a long of 98 yards and then to go with the rushing only eight or uh, 34 carries for 19 yards. Does have two touchdowns, though. <clears throat> That's the sack stuff, though. Yeah, I know. It's Well, he's got negative rushing yards for his sophomore and freshman year. Exactly. So dumb. Um, Jay Brown says he's 16, turned 17 in January or February. That's great, man. Now, And he's a younger kid then in the class, yep. too. Yep. Uh, I do have a lot of questions about this whole idea that he's going to learn under Shador. Mm -hmm. That doesn't add up. 
It doesn't really add up. <laughs> it does not because if, if obviously if he enrolls early, it's going to be after next season. So December of 2024, mm-hmm. Shador is going to be hopefully, you know, getting he's ready for be a the playoff one game. Pick. Yes, but he's <laughs> yeah. going to be getting ready for the NFL draft at that point, basically. Yes, he's going to be, yeah, like you said, if you got there in January, maybe you're talking about the national championship. Right. Um, and then going on to be the number one overall pick in the draft. So because of that, I just have questions about this idea. I mean, mm-hmm. I, maybe there's a world where Shador wants to stay the all, all five years. I, <laughs> I highly doubt I, I, that. Yeah, me too. Um, and I guess it wouldn't, that wouldn't even work because he's played every year. Trucking with Tony says he can enter at 17 and he could reclassify to 2024. Now that would be exciting. Can we, we ta- also get Winnie Watkins to reclassify? Yeah. Um, that is the third commitment in that class. It's him, Winnie, and Jamaris Wilder. Um, he spoke to ESPN, to Tom Van Haren, had a few quotes. This is after the visit uh, against Stanford. He said, the crowd, the fans yelling my name, saying we want AJ. That was one thing I hadn't seen before. I wasn't expecting from that visit, so I mean, everything really just surprised me. It's a very supportive fan base that's all behind the team. Then he said, um, with the team, just the trajectory, a couple more guys, a couple more big guys up front. I'm going to be on that real heavy ever since he told me that, ever since I committed. I'm going to try to help recruit some guys up front. They're doing good for Coach Prime's first year, even though the record isn't looking how everyone thought it would. But it's his first year, so I mean, they showed improvement from last year, and he's really turning that program around. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, th- I mean, maybe he just means internally. Like, of course, Coach Prime wants to win every game. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, this is huge. Now, here's my other question, Jake. Are you going to start a true freshman? <sighs> well, it's looking like it's either either we see Ryan Staub make a massive jump, Danny O'Neill comes in and be that guy, or you are starting a true freshman. Yep. I mean, it's not unheard of. No, it's not. And he's got the physical traits. He be Physically, he's fine. He yeah, would be yeah. ready. Yep. It's just everything else, the mental side of the game, how much he's picked up the offense and all that. So I, I think if I had to make a decision or a guess right now, I'd say he does start as a freshman, true okay. freshman. And I, lo- I love that kind of faith um, to put into him. You're, you know, Shador started as a true freshman. Yep. Um, and when you have a guy of that caliber, depending on what else you have, you just go with it. Yep. Uh, you saw ASU do it with Jaden Rashada. Uh, and maybe yep. there was a behind, you know, behind the scenes, hey, you're going to start if you come here. Right. But you had Drew Pine, you had Trenton Borgay, who were just like, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that Kenny Dillingham, this is a little different, but Kenny Dillingham looked at this season and said, okay, well, this is my first season. I'm not going to... We're not going to win a championship this year. Let me get all these important reps for Rashada. We now see uh, this week, potentially, Dante Moore starting as a true freshman for UCLA. So it's not unheard of. It's also not ideal. Yeah. Um, like, wh- who told us recently there was some adage about, oh, get old, stay old. Were you there for that? Was that? Uh, that does sound familiar. I can't remember who said that, though. Someone, and it's a, just an old college football adage. Get old, stay mm-hmm. old. You want to... The, the older players you have on the field, the better off you are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 2025 recruiting class, as it stands right now, again, only three commits. But two, I mean, Winston Watkins was a five-star. I don't know what's gone on with his rating. It's just gone down ever since he's committed. 
247 has him as a four-star, not even top 100 anymore. We know how amazing he is, so that just doesn't make sense. Antoine Hill is the 70th overall player, according to 247 Sports Consensus, the sixth overall quarterback. Do you think this means that Bryce is out? Yes. I'm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know that we kind of want to live in a world where anything is possible, and, and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but find me a case where two top five quarterbacks in the country committed to the same place. Yep. It just n- does not ever happen. Yep. And in the same year, I'm, I'm sure you can find Ohio State got number one one year and number two the next year or something right. like that. But you never see two two top quarterbacks in the same class um, commit to the same school. And you really rarely see two quarterbacks in the same class go to school. We saw it last year with Staub and Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's very rare. Uh, usually places look and say, okay, or kids look and say, okay, they don't have a quarterback. I'm going to go be their quarterback for that cycle. Um, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like they got a chance to look at everything. Um, they brought in Bryce Underwood. They brought in Antoine Hill Jr. Um, and I think you you probably tell those guys, I don't know this for a fact, but you say like, hey, we want both of you. Whoever's ready first, you're our guy. Yeah, sure. Uh, and you want guys who want to be here. And it, A.J. Hill really wants to be here. It was really clear. Not to say that Bryce didn't. Oh, of course. But, I mean, he was wearing Shador, like, yeah. merch and, like, Shador shirts, like, during interviews with On3 and stuff. Like, yep. it was pretty apparent. Uh, is this the player that we were doing all the eyeballs for a few weeks ago? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Let's talk about what happened today. Coach Prime spoke to the media. Sean Camp says um, Georgia had Jacob Eason and Justin Mm. Fields. Now, how did that end up? (laughs) Well, neither of them finished their career there. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Shout out to Kind Love. Uh, We've got our Immaculate Vibes custom joint pack collaboration with them. It's a five joint pack, just 25 bucks. Available in Indica and Sativa. You can use that discount code DMVR as well, and it's available at both Kind Love locations. Uh, There's one in Cherry Creek, and there's one in North Denver. Again, mention DMVR. Receive the DMVR exclusive discount, 25% off all Immaculate Vibes. And all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use the code DMVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. Then shout out to MSU Denver. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. Uh, courses are available online, in person, or both. They got 90 plus majors. You can create your own, even. Uh, they also have 10 graduate programs. Start or restart your college education at MSU Denver. Spring 2024 applications are open. Create your career and turn your dreams into reality at MSU Denver. 90 plus majors, 10 graduate programs with courses online, in person, or both. Learn more at msudenver.edu. Did you see that text that we just got? Um, Here, I'll just show you. Oh, oh, <laughs> that sounded like the beginning of Coach Prime's theme song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that song is everywhere now. Mm-hmm. He has literally created like a new go to college football like band song. And that's like that song's been around for a while. Yeah, but it's just like you're like hearing it in the background of other games. Yeah. We how did anyone not think of it though? Like it's perfect with like the horns and everything. Ba- yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's called halftime. Yeah, I know. Um we I did we ever talk about on the show the f- I think we did. The fact that they were playing, yeah, we did in the post game show. That they were playing that at TCU, at TCU. while the buffs were kneeling it yes. out. 
<laughs> amazing, man. So amazing. All right, Coach Prime spoke today. It was good to see him, man. Uh, Great to see him. It felt like a long time <laughs> since that Stanford game. I mean, it's 11 days, I think, since we were last in the Champion Center. Well, and what, you, what I've been thinking about is the fact that that was a Friday game. So then you had a Saturday of football just on the couch chilling, mm-hmm. and then you had that again this week. So yep. it almost feels like in my head that was three weeks ago. Right, yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, first thing I got is Coach Prime on the NCAA Michigan sign-stealing controversy. Mm. He was asked about that. He said, everyone's trying to get an edge. You can have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you, but you still got to stop it. You still got to play the game. I what, what I don't get about this, so I'm on the side of Coach Prime here, mm-hmm. which he essentially downplayed it. Just mm-hmm. Didn't think it was that big of a deal. I personally don't even understand what rule, like, what, how how is there a rule against this? You're I not allowed know, to send people to games? Is that the rule? Uh, I guess not. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. You, everyone can watch on TV. Why can't you go to a game? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, if you're at the game, you have a, a much, you can just focus just on the signals. Exactly. Um, and so then is the rule you can't record it? Because... I, to me, you could, that would just be write it, you could just write it all down. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I think, you know, the in this whole thing, they're saying he's recording. But my, my whole thing is a football game is public. Mm-hmm. If you're spying on practice, that's Spygate. Mm-hmm. That, to me, crosses the line. That's cheating. Sending someone to a game and saying, hey, watch what they do and report back, I don't understand how that's illegal. And everyone, I mean, most teams change their signs pretty frequently. Like, I'm sure we talked about this in the car on the way over here. We can see Sean Lewis every game on the sideline when the offense is on the field. He's going crazy with hand signals. Mm -hmm. I'd have to imagine he is always thinking about, all right, I use this for, I don't know, two weeks or whatever. I got to change it up to something else. And just always changing the signals. You have to. Peyton Manning used to use his signals against his opponents knowing they would think they knew what his signals were. Mm. So he would at one point give a guy a signal and be like hey this is a 10 yard stop and knowing that the the defense would be sitting on it next week he'd that same signal would be a double move yep um so i i just i don't know i so uh shelly says not allowed for teams on your current schedule okay i just that's a weird rule to me you're not allowed to go to their games i guess think about that think about how weird that sounds i mean i just remember like high school that's how you scouted you would go and watch like another person's game oh like, uh, yeah that's how you had to do it yeah for sure I, I i don't know i mean again it's um it's certainly pushing the lines mm-hmm. but i'll tell you this if the same exact thing was happening right now and colorado was the team who was guilty i would be oh defending the shit out of it so i'm not gonna disingenuously say act like i'm uh, pearl clutching up in arms right. over this because I just got on. Like the other thing is, have you heard a single coach? Uh, maybe in the Big Ten, but have you heard another coach say anything bad about this? No, I don't think Ryan Day's spoken up yet. I'm sure he'll have something, but yeah. uh, I don't. Matt Rule came out today and actually defending it completely. Yeah, they got waxed by Michigan. Yep, destroyed. I yep. don't think it, that matters well, in the context. And things, but first time Matt Rule's ever made sense. Um, <laughs> He said, this is why we just need communication into the helmet in college football. 
Why in the world do we not have that? It doesn't make any sense to <laughs> me. I don't know. Everything else is ran just like the NFL practically, but we have these little, little tiny rule changes that are just don't make any sense. And all it does is slow down the pace of the game. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, as Matt Rule said, you'll stand up there and he can say, hey, 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 that safety's coming down. And, like, you know, you get cut off at 15 seconds on the clock or whatever it is. Right. Um, but other now instead of that he has to look over and you got to do all these stupid hand signals yep. to tell him hey that safety's coming down <laughs> yeah. uh you know you're hot to the back or whatever yep. it is crazy to me that uh that they wouldn't just change that hopefully this will be um what's the word like a like this will be the the thing that gets that in motion yeah like like jim harbaugh will be the um the scapegoat that ends right. up getting this changed for the better We'll see, man. Um, it's college football is crazy. Coach Prime talked about uh, loving versus liking the game. Remember, he said that after the Stanford game that he feels there's a lot of people in the locker room who like the game of football. They don't love it like he does. He said actions speak louder than words. You can't measure the heart in football and physical sports. It's hard to detect that. Do you think that's a problem with this team? Obviously, it is if Coach Prime's mentioning it, but. Yes, but I think it's a problem with every team. Mm -hmm. um, when I covered the NFL, I say that like it was years ago. Um, <laughs> when I was covering the NFL, it makes it sound better. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the locker room. You don't get to do that in college football. Um, but when you covered the NFL, at least when I was, you get an hour in the locker room almost every single day. Mm -hmm. So you, you get to see a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't see otherwise right and i came away from that thinking like almost half of the people in this locker room don't love football yeah um they're extremely physically gifted they have been good at this all along it's an incredible path to a lot of money it's fun mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but i walked away from that being like wow it's crazy to see guys lose a game and not be upset yep um it's crazy to see guys joking around about certain things or you know talking about how they're not going to watch film tonight or like right you know you just if you're around enough you just hear things yeah uh and so i think that it's one of the hardest things for football coaches to deal with mm -hmm. because the coaches love it the most um those guys put in so much time you wouldn't believe it and so they they've dedicated their whole life to this game it's everything to them and there's always going to be players in the locker room who are just and i and i think coach prime said this they don't even know that they don't love it right but they just don't yep and so i think it's a it's a struggle for every team in the country and i think that identifying guys who do love it and making sure those are the guys you bring in um is honestly the difference it's not going to be the difference between winning and not winning a national championship that's going to just be talent but it's going to be the difference between winning a couple games every season yep. is just you know we talk about um 20 60 20 a lot it's 20 percent of your team are leaders 60 percent is can go either way mm -hmm. 20 percent is the detractors yeah whatever side wins if the leaders pull the middle 60 up you're a winning football team. If the guys at the bottom pull the middle 60 down or the majority of the middle 60 down, you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And 
a lot of those middle 60 guys also are on the on the edge of if they really love football. Oh, yeah. The bottom 20 don't. They're just here for, you know, the girls, the money, the whatever, mm-hmm. the fame. That middle 60 is like some of them maybe do, some of them maybe don't. Some of them are, I think they might want to love football. They need someone to yeah. bring them under their wing and say, hey, this is how it's done. Uh, and so it's a, it's a huge challenge for, for football coaches and football teams to make sure that the guys who love it are leading uh, everyone else. I mean, you nailed it. Like you said, it kind of means always means more to the coaches just because they put so much time in. And Coach Prime, but he's mentioned this a lot. Like, it really, really matters to him that you love the game, at least try to get to his level, if not just love the game and be appreciative for it. Um, You know, he talked about it when he talks about the NFL, how he doesn't want to go to the NFL because of that reason. He doesn't want to coach a locker room full of guys like that who are there for the paycheck. They'll play on Sundays, but you may not get their all every single snap because it's their job at the end of the day. I had a friend who played in the NFL and he literally just referred to it as going to work. Like he wouldn't say like I've practiced today. He would say, "Sorry, I have to go to work today." That's crazy. And then when he got cut, he said he got fired. <laughs> That's wild. Um, so UCLA, we don't really know who's going to start at quarterback. Ethan Garber started against Stanford on Saturday. Dante Moore, I think, played just a little bit at the end of the game, um, but he did not start. So Coach Prime was asked about what it's like preparing for a team when you're not knowing who their starting quarterback is. He said you prepare for the team, not the individual. With them, you prepare them being UCLA. You prepare more for their coach. He's phenomenal. I'm a Chip Kelly fan. I took Shador to a camp there. I remember having dialogue with Coach Kelly. I respect the heck out of him. Another week of respect, Coach Prime, towards his opponent. Yep. And uh, I'm curious where you are on Chip Kelly. I love Chip Kelly. Why? Uh, why? I just think he's a dope football coach. I love how he calls offense. Are you um, sure he is? I think he is. Okay. You don't? I think he was. Really? Yeah. I Last year's UCLA team I thought was a ton of fun. They were fun. That's because of DTR. Charbonnet, too. And Charbonnet, yeah. Um, Jake Bobo's doing some things for the Seahawks. I don't want to make this into like a whole, like, I'm a Chip Kelly <laughs> hater thing. Yeah. I He's not innovating in the way that he used to. That's true, but he was literally like, I don't know, who's even the guy now? Is it Lincoln Riley still, I guess? Like, he was the guy. Yeah, it's hard probably to, would be Lincoln Riley in this. But it's hard to be the guy for 10, 15 years. Of course, of course. So uh, I just, he doesn't even have half the juice he had at Oregon. Dang. All right. Sorry. Uh, don't have to apologize to me. Um, yesterday, I'm well off. If you guys watched that, Savion Washington was back at practice. Coach Prime was asked about it. He called him a dog and a future pro. And I think just getting him back, you know, we talk about this offensive line a lot, but getting back one of your best offensive linemen is certainly going to help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they need it bad, mm-hmm. especially this week. Yep. Um, he said the team did another full self-scout report this week. Every single player was analyzed and had a report written on them. Um, so Coach Prime is still, I mean, trying to unturn every stone available on this year's iteration of the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, I asked him about Trevor Woods and why he's playing linebacker. He said he's smart, he's tough, he's physical. He's an asset, and we've got to find a way to keep him on the field. He's not only doing his job, he's helping other guys with theirs by keeping them straight. So I'm curious what you heard when he said that, because I, I heard something. 
Um, I feel like they want him to be on the field, whether that be just because of his physicality or his speed, to try and sure up the defense and just be more sound, I think. Be faster, really. So <clears throat> I think that Coach Prime fell in love a little bit with Rod Ward. Mm. And when he was filling in for Shiloh, said, man, we got to keep this guy on the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the also the other side of it is Cam too, right? Yep. You got to get yep. Cam on the field when he's healthy as well. So I heard Coach Prime saying, "Look, we got to get those guys on the field, but we can't take Trevor off of the field because of all of those things that he brings." Right. So that's why we found a essentially a new uh, role for him on the defense. It's not unheard of. That's what happened, I think, to Brendan Gant. He came in as a safety, and then he became a linebacker at FSU. It happens all the time. Mark Barron was a guy at Alabama who played safety. You got moved. It's in the NFL, but yep. you see it all the time with these safeties who the the physical traits just pop off. You know, you can easily see them, but uh, maybe not the best guys. You know, down in single high or something like that, and that's why they moved down to linebacker. So. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing. I'm, there's a lot of talk about my haircut, a lot of compliments. <laughs> so thank you. Someone said if, if RK got Dancy's barber, that is a new level of being plugged in. <laughs> nope. Same barber as always. It's just closer up. Uh, and yep. I literally came directly from the barbershop to this seat. Yep. Um, so you guys are just getting a better look at it than you normally do. Um, before... My barber, he goes crazy. He also asked me today. How did it go with the shirt? No one said anything. Really? Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, my my Jokic championship shirt. The Nuggets. chat may not like may not like that one. Well, you know the world champions are raising a banner tonight. <laughs> That's true. And uh, the Lakers are gonna have to sit and watch and see that happen right in front of their face. And then take the L on the way out again. I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> um, I'm going to the game. I just like decided. I'm like nice. I gotta go. Um, so I'm actually probably gonna head there right as soon as we're done here. All right. Um, what, before what were oh, you saying? I just have to say, my barber today uh, hit me with the. If I leave here, will you follow me? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it's real, mm -hmm. real love. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, of course. Before I asked Coach about Trevor Woods, you asked Coach what he thought about during the bye week. Do you remember what he said? Because I didn't write it down. Everything. Yeah, he said he thought That's about right. everything. Uh, he said he's someone who can't really stop thinking, and mm -hmm. it's a blessing and a curse. Um, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I also told him I liked the beard, which that was genuine. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, he looks distinguished. He does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a great answer. I, I just like getting <laughs> a peek into the mind of Coach Prime because I think he has a very special mind. That people, oh, yeah. you know, we've talked about this plenty of times, but, but I just don't think he gets a, enough credit for being an actual football genius. Yep, absolutely. He said, you should see a tremendous improvement this Saturday. Mm -hmm. And he was speaking directly about penalties yep. when he said that. Um, because he was asked, when you went back and watched the Stanford tape, what stood out to you? What didn't you like? What do you think caused all those problems? He said penalties. Mm -hmm. Self-inflicted penalties. And uh, it's... It was a huge problem. They're the most penalized team in the country. Mm -hmm. And so... Which is crazy. Yeah. Because they were so good early in the year. You uh, Well, they were really just good for one game. Just TCU? Yep. Um, and I I think that's absolutely something that they can look 
you know, look into and say, look, our biggest win of the season, arguably, happened when we had the least amount of penalties we've had all season. This yep. is something we have to fix. Yep. Um, he then was cleverly asked about Antoine Hill, not mm-hmm. directly, but just what it means to get a quarterback for your recruiting class and being able to use them to really help flesh out and build that class. He said the quarterback's everything. You look at the college football world and you look at the consistent quarterbacks and you see consistent records. You want to get a young guy in that could preferably learn from your studs so he can emulate and imitate that. That kid is tremendous. I can't wait to get him in-house and get to work. He's going to change the game in several aspects. I love that. And he also talks about learning behind the stud. Mm-hmm. So maybe we are getting a reclassification. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Coach Prime gave an update on Juwan Mitchell. It was short again. He said he has to get it together off the field. That's it. That's all he said. And I'm being honest with you guys when I say I don't know. Same. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, we've a- I've asked everyone that I know could tell me, and no, it's very vague every mm-hmm. time. Yep. Um, so, you know, I'm pulling for Juju. Um, if we're just being honest, he's gotten in his own way before. Yep. And... I just hate to see that. I really do because we've spent time. We've talked with him. We've we've spent time with him at the team hotel. Like he is a great kid. Yep. Um, and I think he has a bright future in this game uh, if if he can get it together. I just don't know what that means. I don't I don't know what get it together means. I mean, he's in the best spot he could possibly be in to try and get it together. I think yeah. so. Um. Before we touch on some UCLA stuff, you want to talk about Shador having extra time. Mm. Let's talk about that during UCLA stuff. All right. Um, all I've got really, uh, UCLA is now removing two outside tarps at each end for Saturday's game against CU at the Look Rose Bowl. Them growing a pair. That <laughs> puts the capacity just over 70K. That's more than 3,000 above the previous figure released last week. Do we see more tarps come off between now and then? Nope. I think they're done. What do you think the split is? Bus fans, I guess Bruins fans, if they have any. Yeah. Um twenty percent buffs fans. Uh seventy percent LA elites. Yep. That's true. Ten percent UCLA fans. We could see actually a ton of people like celebs and stuff at this game being in LA. Oh, it's gonna be crazy in yeah. that regard. Uh the other thing I have, yeah. Oregon State game time. Is this gonna be the Snoop game? This is going to be the Snoop game because it has to be. Uh, he doesn't like UCLA. Yeah, you know he's a USC right. guy. Yes, so he can he'll jump on the sideline with the Buffs and, uh, and let's cheer go against UCLA. Hell yeah! Um, the only other thing, Oregon State game time, guys, eight p.m. next weekend. I'm I'm of two minds about this. Me too, honestly. Yep. Um, the podcaster in me that you know has to do all the work after the game thinks that kind of sucks the fan in me loves night games yeah um like this nuggets game tonight starts at like 5 30 yeah hate it yeah i have to like scramble out of here don't have time to like go home maybe have a drink and some food before you have to be in the stadium i like being able to start a tailgate at four o'clock tailgate for three hours before you go into the stadium as a fan um i also know there's a bunch of fans who are complaining about it, who are saying like, how am I going to get a babysitter to yep. stay until after midnight 
all that stuff. So I understand that too. But here's what really matters, Jake. It's on ESPN again. It is. Yep. Again, mm-hmm. every home game so far this season has been on national TV. It'll after that game, it'll be three on ESPN, two on Fox. I, we've already become so accustomed to that that we're taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, playing on ESPN matters. It does. Legitimately matters. So the truth about it is the Buffs aren't record-wise in a position right now to get the prime slots uh, for television, but there's still enough of a draw to be on national TV. So they're going to get the, the national TV slot but at a later time or, or in some cases an earlier time. Um, you gotta t- you got to understand, though, that playing on ESPN matters, and it's good. For sure. I mean, this week we're on ABC, the 530 game. <laughs> Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet. Pretty big deal. That's crazy. Yeah. Time to shock the world. 17-point dogs. Insane, man. Um, all right, but the extra time, though, that Shador has. Oh. Let's hear it. Uh, first of all, great question by uh, Ariel Arsuto yep. um, to bring this up um, because I'll give her credit. I hadn't thought about it yet. Um, she talked about how Shador said after the TCU game that he had too much time to prepare. Yep. And what resulted was the best game by a CU quarterback of all time. Yep. Um, so she said, is that kind of the case here again? Um, and Coach Prime didn't. You know, he's not going to fully say, yeah, they're, they're in big trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but he essentially said, like, yeah, that that's uh, something, you know, that's an important um, aspect of this. And I hadn't thought about it, but Shador told us that before yes, the TCU did. game. Yep. He said, look, I have way too much time. I know exactly what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't think he made a bad read the whole game. Yep. So it's not quite as much time. I mean, he essentially had unlimited time to prepare for TCU. But two weeks versus one, and really, you know, the Sanford game, it was five days. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it, it's going to be an advantage. And so um, in Colorado, you can't bet on player props. Yep. But if you could, I would be hammering Shador's overs in this game. Over on everything. Um, just going back to the 8 p.m. thing, man. The people I feel the most for are, the, are East Coasters. Yeah. 10 p.m. for them. You're probably up to at least two waiting for the game to end. God forbid it goes into overtime, double overtime again. Man. Uh, Would you take double overtime against Oregon State right now if I offered it? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. No questions asked. Uh, I think so, too. You have to. You yeah, have to, I mean, just given how good that team is. If you tell me before the – this is why I always am an advocate for going for two at the end of a game mm-hmm. if you score a late touchdown. It's like if you tell me that one or two plays, I'm going to have the opportunity to win the game based on that, which is what it is in yep. overtime. I'm taking that every time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, you score a touchdown with six seconds left to tie it up. If I told you before the game, coach, you need three yards to win the game right now. And you just line up. If you get the three yards, you win. If you don't, you lose. You take it, the coach is going to say yes. Mm-hmm. So just go, I believe, just go win it. Absolutely, man. Um, and then just don't underestimate the power of the bye week, man. I know we needed it. We needed uh, kind of a break. Everyone did, I think, after the Stanford game for sure. But teams are very successful coming off bye weeks usually. Yep. Based on what Coach Prime said today, do you think we're going to get the playoff rotation? I think so. I think everyone's healthy. 
mostly healthy and ready to go. Love it. I mean, <laughs> said it for like three weeks now, but I think this could be the Alton game. Mm, interesting. But who knows? I think this is going to be a Dylan game. I nearly asked Coach about that today because he hasn't scored since TCU. Mm-hmm. He's mentioned so many times about trying to get him back into the game plan. It's got to happen at some point. There's no way that that kid's best game is just like the first game of the year and then every, he's just unheard of the rest of the season. There's no way. He's too good for that. Janae uh, said the game never starts on time. The last two games started at 1020. No, they started at 1050. <laughs> Basically. Because they were supposed to be 10, uh, 830 mm-hmm. our time and they ended up starting at like 850. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 20 minutes after. So there you go. Oh, yeah, just... If you didn't see it in the comments, yeah. Normally the monitor is right in front of us, but in this studio it's over here, so yeah. that's why you guys see us looking over there when we're looking to see what you guys are talking about. Also, uh, Patrick right. said, uh, th- "Game started at 3 a.m. in London." Yeah, bro, you you have to be die hard, <laughs> yep. die hard, yep. like almost possessed. I mean, I, I obviously get the opposite side of it with uh, my English yeah, soccer team, but I haven't had a 3 a.m. start yet. The earliest I had was a 5 a.m. Being an F1 fan, I haven't had that, thankfully. It's always in the morning, though, which isn't my my best time of day. <laughs> I have beef with F1 right now. Why? Because um, I came here for the Broncos game on Sunday. Yeah. And <laughs> the there were so on? many, so many F1 fans. Let's so go. I appreciate them for that. Let's but go. there were so many F1 fans here to watch, and the F1 race overlapped with the Broncos game that I couldn't, in good faith, turn off the sound of the F1 for the sound mm. of the Broncos. So I had to wait like 10 minutes before the Broncos sound. So it's actually, I, I was joking. I don't have beef, with it, but <laughs> it, it was annoying for me in that moment. I had to sort out my priorities on Sunday. I actually declined to watch the race until after NFL Sunday was over. Wow. Yeah. I like where your, where your head's at. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to the love and passion for making good beer. You can try some of our favorites, the Mountain Beach Sour, Strawberry Sky, Avalanche Amber Ale, the Fun Slinger. Tonight, it's banner night. Um, if you cannot make it to ball, come down to the DMVR bar. Come hang out with us. Uh, I believe they're having like a book signing or something down there. We're also literally raising a banner. Oh, well, there the you go. So come watch us raise our banner. Um, celebrate getting back on the mountain and one year Fun Slinger on November 3rd at the Monkey Barrel with Breckenridge Brewery. Um, and they're having an opening day parking lot party, free games and prizes, all kinds of good stuff going on there. Check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. And then shout out to our friends at Bacchus and Shanker. You guys know what it is, man. If you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping you win for more than 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices all over the city, uh, more than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. Call them for a consultation today. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian trucks, even if you're injured at work. Bacchus and Shanker wins. I'm getting, <clears throat> I'm, I'm watching like other DNVR shows. And now everyone says if you need to sue, smash the two. And I'm like, I think Bacchus and Shanker might need to slide me a little uh, yeah. kickback. Yeah, coming you up just, with their new slogan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to see it on the buses before yeah, exactly. long enough. <laughs> All right, um, just some recruiting stuff. Of course, we had, what was it, Friday we got Antoine Hill? Yes, because it happened literally one minute after we ended the show. Mm. 
That's a bummer, actually. We had uh, Eliza had pressed like end show, and then a comment came in right then that was like, "We just got Antoine Hill Jr." I was like, "No way!" Damn. And I looked down, and I was like, "Oh my god, that actually really did just happen right now." I was on the golf course when I got that text from you. Yep, I had a feeling you were twerking. Yeah, it was pretty hard then. <laughs> All right, uh, before that though, we got a crystal ball from Lamason Waller. We've talked about this guy a lot. The 2025 wide receiver. Out of Hesperia, California, at Sultana High School, 6'2", 170. Um, it was kind of a weird crystal ball. It wasn't a Wilt Fong one, and it wasn't Adam or anyone. It was Bryce Marich, which is the Michigan Insider guy. Okay. For a player from California. Is Michigan in on him? Uh, I'm sure they've got an offer in on him, but uh, I don't know if he had a top, if he put out a top schools or anything yet. Yeah, Michigan's there. He's got everyone. Yeah, he does have everyone, but this <laughs> wow. is a what great a recruit. Yeah, so keep an eye out there. I can't stop. My brain won't let me believe that he's not a tight end because of his last name. Waller. Yeah. Yeah. Did we already talk about him? If he's related to him or not? We looked into it, and I think we we decided no. I think we would have remembered that yeah. if he was. Um, we also got twenty twenty five four star linebacker Elijah Melendez. Uh, this is a top 180 player in the 2025 class, 6'1 and a half, 223 from Osceola High School in Kissimmee, Florida. He put CU in a top 10. And then 2025 linebacker Riley Pettijohn out of McKinney High School in Texas, 6'2, 205. This is a top 40 player, uh, according to 247 Sports Consensus rankings. He put the buffs in a top 10 or top 12. I can't remember exactly what. They've been recruiting linebackers at a really high level. Yeah. Lawrence Collins says he was originally crystal balled to Michigan, so that makes sense. Interesting. All he's right. probably that guy. Yep. Um, who who made that crystal ball and then he heard like, nah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta change this. Makes sense. He's been linked to the buffs a lot, LaMason Waller has. Yep. I uh, felt like he was a buff for Oh yeah. Nick Marsh, another guy who's been heavily trending CU. Um, he, I, he didn't make his visit, right? That was the US, was it the USC game or the Stanford game? Either I don't think he made it though. I think he had to reschedule because he's coming back for an OV, or he okay. came on an o- unofficial, I guess. Yep. He's gonna have his OV in December. I think it's like middle of December, December fifteenth or so. Um, so that would be right before bowl season. And then two Michigan State players have entered the portal, ever since uh, all that nonsense has gone down. Both at positions of need for the Buffs. Both, I think, former four-stars as well. Keyshawn Blackstock, he plays offensive tackle. And then defensive lineman Simeon Barrow. Wow. Buffaloes? Yep. There you go. We'll see. That's all I got, though. All right. Anything else you have before questions? Um. No, I don't know what's going on. People are asking about the um, like Cam getting all the parking tickets. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on totally. I will say I know you have to pay for parking in those lots. So I don't know if the guys just aren't paying for it um, or what. I will say this. I'm fully on board with having a football player parking lot. Mm-hmm. That seems like a, yeah, a good thing. They need it. Um, and they could just put it down by... <clears throat> the practice fields, the lower practice fields. Yep. Oh, the thing that's like popping up. 
That was happening um, on our Broncos post-game show. B- randomly just balloons yeah. would go across the screen. <laughs> uh, you can start PJ's comment. We can talk about that. All right, shout out to our friends at Game Time. Um, if you're trying to get into Saturday's game, Game Time is the way to go. It is sold out. They are taking tarps off. But take all the stress out of buying your tickets with Game Time. I'm literally going to use Game Time in the next couple hours. There you go. Because I'm going to this Nuggets game. Damn, the prices are getting more expensive. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, they're supposed to go down. It's banner night, though. People are getting hyped. She- uh, not just Buffs games, though. I mean, Nuggets games, wherever, whatever city you're in, check out Game Time. Not only sporting events, but concerts, events, basically everything. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BUFFS. B-U-F-F-S for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, $164, the get-in price currently. For Is this for tonight? No, for, for, UCLA. for UCLA. So there you go. Get on it. Also, my advice, if you're buying tickets at the Rose Bowl, don't think that just because it's one level, you can sit at the top of that level and have a good view. Mm-hmm. It is. It you feel like you are miles yep. from the field when you're at the edge of that ball. Yep. Yeah, one of those old school stadiums, man. Yep. Um, UCLA tailgate. <clears throat> Not gonna happen. Um, the uh, the LA prices are to blame here. Um, I I think there are people who like just so you guys know. If we wanted to do a tailgate at UCLA the way we've done it, um, for TCU. Or the way we did it for ASU, um, or any way that we explored, it was going to cost we for us to be able to make it make sense. It was going to cost everyone like two hundred dollars a person. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me, I just don't feel right about. Yeah, like it doesn't matter that that to me at least that that's going to be like our cost. There's just something I did, I don't feel right about asking yeah. people to pay two hundred dollars to come to a tailgate. Yeah. So. We made the executive decision of like we're not going to do that. Um, I think that what we'll do instead is have a little bit more of a planned out thing on Friday night. Um, so we'll give that info out like tomorrow Dope. Uh, or Thursday of just like hey we're gonna um, be here in downtown Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Friday night at this time. Yep. Um, because I I want to see you guys if you're out there. So absolutely. Um, that's the that's the behind the curtain. There you go. All right, who's first up? Lone Wolf. Uh, do you see the difference between Bryce Underwood and Antoine Hill? I think Bryce is more mobile. He's got much better rushing stats. Um, I can't really speak too much on it. I don't know what levels they play at. I don't know who they're playing against. Antoine Hill's playing at the best. I mean, he's playing 6A Georgia. Okay. So, I mean, Bryce, I think, is up there, too. He's got two straight titles already. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to get a third or a fourth as well. Um, I mean, they're both big guys for being as young as they are. They both have great arms. I I think there's definitely more similarities than differences, I think. One's just the number one overall recruit at this point because he's – just won every single game since he started as a freshman, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you said it. The main difference is the mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Antoine has a slightly stronger arm. 
He's got a cannon, man. Go check out his huddle if you haven't already. Uh, next question from Scott. Any chance that you can get Rob J on the show soon? I'd love to. Um, he's in season two right now, though. So, yep. We can check in and try again um, here in about a month or so. I'll do my best for you guys. When does the transfer portal open? I just had this pulled up. There it is. Uh, Monday, December 4th. So basically, right after the season ends. Yeah, that's right after rivalry or conference championship week, I think. With bowl games coming up. Yep. Yeah. And then it is open until Tuesday, January 2nd. So just over a month. And then remember, we only have a 15-day window in the spring now. Cool. Yeah, because um, Bryce plays in Michigan. Yep. So, I mean, definitely good football there. But oh, yeah. Not quite the level of Georgia. Of course. Coach and Prime talked about Michigan recruits too. Yeah. Said they're raising dogs out there. And and Georgia is, I mean, you get the number one quarterback in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You're gonna Not be bad. Happy. You're going to be happy. Yeah. Oh. That was Justin Fields at one point. Number one quarterback in Georgia. And they went with Jake Fromm instead. Yep. <laughs> um, Jake Fromm question. might have been the number one quarterback in Georgia, honestly, at one point too. Has NIL taken the hunger out of college athletes? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe some kids for sure, but as a collect, kids still want to play in the NFL. They still want to, you know, get to that second contract and stuff. I, you can't say this as a blanket statement, right? But it has definitely taken the hunger out of some players. Yeah. Um, you never know how how someone's going to react when they've come from nothing and all of a sudden they have something. Um, and I think there's going to be some really hard lessons that are learned by um, players in in the next five years um, where guys say, hey, look, I came in and I signed a $500,000 NIL deal and I had never had $500 right. in my bank account. Yeah. Um, and I thought I had it made. And so then, you know, I was buying stuff for my friends and I was doing this, that, and the other. And <clears throat> I didn't even realize that I had taken football off of the front burner. Um, and then I didn't make it in the NFL. And I ended up back with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's going to be some cautionary tales. Right now is the very beginning of this. Um, but you you hear cautionary tales like that all the time of guys who played in the NFL, right? Guys who say, "Hey, I, I got to the NFL. I thought I made it. Well, I never made it off of my rookie contract, yeah. and I, you know, I, I ended up with nothing." Um, so I think there's absolutely players who that is happening to. But in the end, I think you're right. But it, it, but this is what Coach Prime is talking about. If you love the game, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's yep. not it, whether you have money, don't have money. You just right. love the game. Right. And that's why coach why it's so important to Coach Prime. I mean, he's like the best coach in the country to have in this NIL era. Yep. Because of that, and because he's gonna constantly be on your ass reminding you. You may have gotten a bit of an NIL bag. I know Colorado doesn't play right now as high as, you know, A and M, Georgia, SMU, all those other guys. But they want to get to that level. And he's gonna remind you if you do get to that level and you come play for him, you have not made it yet. And he will, we've seen, he will bench your ass if he has to. Totally. Totally. I love that he really doesn't come off of his standards. Yep. Uh, you know. Accountability, man. Yeah. Nothing uh, illuminates it more than the fact that he benched Shiloh. Mm-hmm. 
for showing up late to a meeting. Yep. In a big game. Conference championship game, I think. Uh, yeah, the SWAC title game, wasn't yeah. it? Hit the like button. Also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd appreciate your five-star review as well. Jalen's asking if we... Do we ever see Kennedy and Gant back out there? Yes. Uh, Gant's been out there. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy, uh, who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> and Kennedy's still young. Is yep. Gant also still young? Or is he? I'm pretty sure he's a grad transfer. Okay, I yeah. can check real quick, though. I know Kennedy's got, I believe, two years. Des Moines Kennedy has two to play two. Brandon Gant has one to play one. So there you go. Uh, 406 goalie, Mike Vick at CU today. You guys see him? No, Rod Ward tweeted out that he ran into him. I mean, does he still work for Fox, Mike Vick? I don't know. If he does, uh, that wouldn't really make sense, I guess, because it's an ABC Maybe game. he's doing like a sit-down with Coach Prime ahead of a game. Could though. be, yeah. Um, dude, Mike Vick, probably the my goat. favorite player ever to watch. He's the GOAT, bro. Yeah. 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 Um, he was the coolest sports figure when we were growing up. Yep. Totally. Um, he was, I mean, I just remember watching him even back at Virginia Tech and mm -hmm. just thinking, like, this is the coolest player ever. We were actually talking about him today. Yeah. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. He might have been in the building within 100 yards of us while we were talking to him. <laughs> That's true. Um, because we were talking about those Eagles, Kelly Green throwbacks, yep. which are immaculate. Best uniforms in the NFL. And... Um, Tyler King, who is a Philly fan, was saying, like, oh, we've been waiting years. Like, they wore them one time mm -hmm. with Vic. And I was like, Michael Vic wearing that uniform might be the single best player aesthetic ever. Yep. Uh, I was he too young. The visor. I was too young for uh, Virginia Tech, Michael Vic. Okay. But my, like, first real memory was when he broke his leg in that game when he came back against the Panthers on, like, Monday Night Football or whatever it was, and he just torched them, had that diving touchdown at the end. Yep. That's when it cemented legend status for me. Was that the one where he had the long touchdown run in overtime? Oh, no, that's the Vikings game okay. you're thinking of, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah no, that's the one still a little before out. me. Yeah. That's, like, when I close my eyes and think about Mike Vick, he's just, like, weaving through. I mean, if I'm being honest, my favorite Mike Vick memory is the miracle at the Meadowlands, too. There was a... <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, there was a commercial back then. I'm 90% I'm sure it was a Nike commercial uh -huh. where they had all of these different athletes playing different sports. It was kind of like a what if this. And in that uh, commercial, Mike Vick plays for the abs. What? And like, I've always wanted a Mike Vick abs jersey yeah. just because of that. <laughs> he, it's like Mike Vick and Brian Erlacher are Let's playing go, for the abs. man. Uh, last Michael Vick story, but like back in those old Maddens, like Madden oh, yeah. 2000, of course he was on the cover. Every time I played franchise, I would restart my fantasy draft if I didn't get Michael Vick in the first round. Gotta, Every single Mike time. Mike Vick on the Broncos? Has to be, yep. <clears throat> That's so funny. Um, four verts. Yep. Wait for the defense to drop. Take, <laughs> take off, off Mike Vick. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. What a player. Uh, Maya, did Snoop's son play at UCLA? I do not know. Do you know? I don't either. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't know. Chris, is there a Pac-12 network game limit per team? It's one or two. I can't remember. No. Well, that's a, a requirement. Or a requi a limit, okay. no. I mean, 
I'm pretty sure the Buffs oh, played shit, all of their year, games yeah. on Pac-12 Network <laughs> last year. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, I think you have to play too. Yep. What is funny about me saying Kelly Green? That's the name of the color. I don't know. Hi, with the super chat. Appreciate you, man. I'm in Germany watching games at 3 a.m. every week. You are a diehard, my friend. That's a, that's epic. 3 a.m. is like the worst time. That's like you have to like take a night nap to wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> a night nap. <laughs> we're we're going to have to do that uh, on Friday because that's <laughs> what are. our fucking flight is. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. And then PJ, uh, when did basketball teams start having secret skim- scrimmages? So... They did it last Forever. year. Yeah, Forever. I can't remember who they played last year, but uh, the reason he's asking this, Colorado beat Texas in a closed scrimmage, 87 to 78. Um, yeah, I heard some things from that. So did I. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement coming oh, yeah. out of the program after that game, and, and Texas is no joke. No, they were a really damn good team last year. Of course, they had the Chris Beard stuff going on, but they were really, really talented. Bodes well for the future. Not even for the future, but this year. Yeah. Um, so people are really excited. And we got a four-star. Another one. And another four-star. Um, Colorado Athletics is popping right now. Yes, it is, man. Uh, Neely said, or Nelly says Snoop's son played at UCLA. Okay. Well, maybe he's maybe he likes them better than I thought. But how did he not play at USC? I don't know. When's the next show with Uncle Neely? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll have him here tomorrow. And then, of course, on uh, Friday, we'll all be together for pregame. And then Saturday for postgame. We saw Neely today at the press conference, and I literally, uh, I felt like I was seeing like a friend I hadn't seen. It was only That was the longest bye week ever. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, I missed you. Yeah. Great to see him. It's great to be back in Boulder, man. I really missed it. It was 11 days, but I genuinely missed it. Yeah. I, that's good. This oh, is what yeah. I mean about that bye week happening. Yep. Uh, I think everyone needed a little refresh. You're telling me, man. Last month was long. It was very long. I don't even know when months are ending and beginning anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. Snoop Sun was a five-star, they said. Damn. All right. Crazy. Uh, Uncle, be back tomorrow. Appreciate you, chat. Shout out to you guys. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs and Nuggets.